Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On board this aircraft, there are six emergency exits. Hello, everybody. This is Ron, your captain speaking. We are currently 30,000 feet in the air, and we haven't even left the airport. We just lit the joint. <laughs> Seven Footers crew, what is going on? It's us. We're back. Gerard and Jenna, you know how it is. How are you feeling, Gerard? A lot of a lot of news in your neck of the woods. <laughs> oh, Jenna, <laughs> this league hashtag this league. <laughs> like it, it, it's supposed to be calm right now. It, after Christmas <laughs> is when we're supposed to be stressed, and I'm stressed, okay, because the drama is happening not too far from us in Brooklyn. You guys guessed it. That wasn't a hard one, but I mean, Brooklyn is in a whole slew of. Trouble, so it seems, because they fired their head coach in Steve Nash. However, did they fire him? Apparently, they parted ways mutually. But at that point, how how do you not part ways mutually? <laughs> but apparently, Steve Nash had said that, you know, the team wasn't responding to him. And, I mean, if I were him, I'd, I'd be chilling right now. Like, real hard. You don't got to put up with Kyrie. You don't got to put up up with nothing let's start there before we get into the other reports flowing around here about a certain former coder <laughs> look i think you're right jenna like if you're steve nash you're happy right like thank god yeah. i'm away from this dumpster fire and disaster that is the brooklyn nets jenna i didn't think it was possible for a team to be run worse than the sacramento kings oh <laughs> Oh, but Brooklyn is really vying for that title of dumpster fire. Like it is just, it's hot garbage over there. Like it's just hot garbage. Um, and you know, Sean Mark said, you know, Steve and I are friends. We've been friends for 20 years. Like we'll still be friends beyond this. I mean, so if you guys are that cool, why you made my man come back and go through the whole charade of training camp, all that, all that nonsense. And then, you know, having to deal with this. I mean, look, I know the reason the reason is, is because, Josiah and Sean Marks could not be seen as kowtowing to Kevin Durant yet again by actually firing Nash, right? And of course, KD also called for GM Sean Marks' job as well. Sean isn't going to fire himself, right? So the team started out poorly. All right, good opportunity. Hey, you say to Josiah, if you're Sean Marks, Joe, look, I mean, the guys aren't responding to him. But it's, it's so much more to it than that, Jenna. There's so, so much more. I mean, yeah, and you guys know what to do. If you want that Gerard special analysis, head over to True Hoop. Uh, That's where you're going to get the secrets, even more than the seven footer spot. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. Let's move on to the reports that literally were lingering in the hours, the aftermath of Nash and the Nets parting ways, and that is that the Nets are reportedly close or in talks to hire uh, disgraced Celtics head coach Ime Udoka. You guys know he's suspended for a year by the Celtics because, again, this is another thing people are talking about. How how can you how can he go and coach somewhere else if he's suspended by you know another team? Yeah, However, yeah. it's not a league thing, so correct, correct, it's a team correct. thing. Uh, you guys know he's been suspended in Boston for a year uh, for violating their. A code of contact, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
all those reports out there that he reportedly uh, was sending inappropriate messages to female employees. But um, interesting stuff here. Now, Ime Udoka hasn't said anything. The Nets claim that they haven't made a decision on that. And right now, the future is bleak, and it well looks seems bleak. Um, and then you got Marcus Smart coming out here and reacting, saying that you know they didn't know he was going to go. Ime Udoka was leaving to go coach somebody else, and we thought that they were just suspending him for a year, and he'd be back. So again, interesting stuff there because it also shows you that the players thought he was coming back, but the organization isn't saying that. Um, yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there, Jenna. First thing yeah. is is that. So Yudoka was suspended for a year for violating team rules. We, it turns out the team rule was an inappropriate relationship with a female um, subordinate, right? Um, because of Yudoka's position at the team as head coach, just about everybody that works in the organization is a subordinate, right? The only people above him would be Brad Stevens, uh, president of basketball operations, and the ownership group with Wick Grosbeck. That's it. Everybody else on an org chart is below Ime Yudoka. Okay, fine. As I said when this happened, though, Jenna, if this was as simple as Yudoka violated a, a part of the team's code of conduct, right, which is cause, why not just fire him for cause and be done with this? Why do the whole year suspension and have it lingering around? Well, the reason for that is the Celt- there is more to this story, and I'm not at liberty to say a whole lot more, but there's more that the Celtics do not want to get out there, Okay. Because if they fired him for cause, Yudoka could have sued the Celtics, right? Do you know what happens when people file lawsuits? A little thing called discovery. Do you know what happens in discovery? All your business gets put on front street. And there was business the Celtics did not want on said front street, right? So they're like, all right, let's just hang on with this guy for a year. We'll wait till the block cools down. Maybe some other teams will, you know, have some interest with him. And we will gladly let him go. Oh, don't you know, lo and behold, the Brooklyn Nets, a dumpster fire team a little bit to the south, they got plenty problems. Oh, yeah, we'll bring Ima Yudoka into our, the house is burning, and we're going to throw lighter fluid on top of it. Yep, fantastic. And that's the situation you have right now. For those of you out there who think, I mean, you can't really believe that the Nets fire Steve Nash on Tuesday, and that's, and within that same hour, Yudoka's already ag- agreements are being made for him to become head coach. You had to, and and their due diligence is being done. You had to know the Nets were planning on firing firing Nash for quite some time, and they've already been talking to Yudoka behind the scenes. That's how these things go. It's like on the day of when free agency starts, Jenna. And it's oh like, yeah, and it's like oh my god, what do you think that deal just happened at twelve oh one? No, it's been talked about way before that in advance. That's what happens, okay? People are constantly tampering and talking behind the scenes and doing all sorts of things in this league. But again, Brooklyn, their team is a disaster and falling apart. And so they, in their infinite wisdom, think, I know an idea. Let's bring in Ime Udoka, who's radioactive right now. And as you mentioned, Marcus Smart's not happy. He said, from what we know and what we were told, it was just a suspension. We didn't know he was leaving to coach anybody else. We thought they just suspended him for a year and he'd be back. That's why it's confusing. We weren't told too much about it. And yes, people out there are confused, Jenna, but it's like I said, there is a reason he wasn't just straight up fired. In this environment and this time we live in, teams and organizations have zero tolerance policies with anything involving sexual harassment or uh, inappropriate sexual relationships, whether consensual or not, with a, with a, a boss, 
and a subordinate. Those are automatic grounds for firing. But they didn't fire him. Why? Because there's something else going on there they don't want out in the streets. That is the reason. Couldn't agree more. Also, plus, uh, why not suspend him and keep him there hanging on ice because he took you to the finals? So just pick yeah, up where you left off, but they, 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 they want to they move on from him. Notice, the Celtics aren't asking for any draft compensation, nothing. They're just like, oh, please. Oh, take yeah. Him, take him out of here. Get him off of our hands. We don't want him saying anything about anything. And, you know, maybe one day in a tell-all book 20 years from now, it'll come out or whatever. But for now, it looks like it'll be quiet. And, you know, Jenna, it's it's just, <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it is just, it's disastrous on all fronts. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into more about why this is so problematic for Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot going on here. Uh, speaking of that, too, also making headlines, Kyrie Irving. Uh, you know, contract year. Your man, he'd Kyrie. Fly under the radar. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. Um, you know, he took social media to seemingly promote this uh, anti-Semitic uh, film and based off of a book of the same name um, that had apparent, you know, undertones and blatant. Uh, Hitler was in it, anti-Semitism, all, all kinds of things, denying the yeah. Holocaust, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Josiah comes out, you know, condemns the comments. That followed NBPA, puts out a statement, which Kyrie is what? The vice president of? A, a, a weak um, statement. They don't even mention Kyrie by name. The NBA puts out a statement, does not mention Kyrie by name. Right. The Nets right. put out a statement, does not mention Kyrie by name. No players have said anything. Uh, radio silence there. Then you got him in the press conference acting, in my opinion, entitled as shit. Um, you know, trying to talk down to these reporters. And maybe I'm sensitive because, you know, we're in these mm -hmm. rooms. But Oh, I was there. To talk oh, down yeah. to you were there? Oh, oh well, then I'm yeah. going to shut up in a second. Because he, <laughs> he, in my opinion, like, he's talking down to these people. Like, they're doing their job. And you're saying, you're not taking responsibility for your actions or whatever you're doing. You have millions and millions of followers. And you're saying you're not promoting it. You're saying that because you didn't put text or anything in your tweet. You just put a link. But hey, that's a promotion at this point when you have a huge platform like that. So again, you know, what was it like in that room? Like his attitude was just so poor about it. So you know, poor. It's not, and you know, nobody questions him believing in these certain things and, and expressing his type, his religion. But when you do this, it's no, you know, as I've said a million times, Kyrie is ill-equipped to be who he thinks he is. He fashions himself as this free thinker, this person who is the smartest guy in the room, right? And who's out there looking for truths. And if you don't know, you're not woke and you're not seeing the wool being pulled over your eyes. And he got into this back and forth with ESPN's Nick Ferdell. And it's always awkward when this happens, Jenna, because, you know, it, it ultimately, like, what are you going to do, right? Like Kyrie is acting petulant and like a child. You proclaim that you have, one, we heard you say it last year, you are a voice for the voiceless. You said that, not us. In that same press conference on Saturday, he said, I'm in a unique position to have influence over my community. And then in that same press conference said, you guys in the media make up the level of influence that I have. Dog, which is it? You either have influence or you don't. It, it, it ain't both, okay? And this is Kyrie. He is a walking contradiction. And when I say he is ill-equipped, 
he, again, is out here looking for truths because he is someone who believes, well, the history they teach us is not real. There's other things out there. And by the way, there are some truths to that. But yo, my guy, if you want to find out the truth, there are credible sources you can go to. Matter of fact, the university that you attended for four months have got plenty of people who would happily walk you through the deep text. But this is the thing. Kyrie ain't interested in doing any deep academic research or study on any of this stuff, okay? He sees something on Amazon and he just puts it out there. Mind you, it was a link to a movie um, with a book of the same title. And I'm going to mention it because I don't want to promote that stuff out there. The movie, from what I understand, I saw the runtime is almost four hours long. I'm going to- Didn't you say he saw it in the press conference? Jenna. He said it. Jenna. You think Kyrie sat down and watched four hours of that? I don't. No. I certainly don't. And this idea he's getting back into technicalities over semantics. Promote what? I just put a link out there. My guy, that is how social media works. If I or you or anyone put a link out to something on our social media feeds, what are we doing it for? For the express purposes of people seeing it and clicking on said link. That is the definition of promotion. I don't care that you didn't put any text and you didn't say click here or read it. It don't matter. You as Kyrie Irving and who you are and the level of fame, celebrity, and import that we give him, which by the way, that's on this, us as a society. These people should not be having the platform they have and be, and be put out there as people who should have more insight over the average human being because they shouldn't. But that's what we do for famous people and rich people and talented people. You're promoting, my guy. That's what you're doing. Again, I have no, but when you do that, Kyrie, we in the media, we have a right to ask you questions about what you're promoting. You put it out there for the public. Especially when you're sitting in a press conference after you post it. Correct. We are allowed to ask you about this. And you get all defiant, like, promote what? I'm not going to answer your question. Yeah, but you know why you can't answer questions, Jenna? Because he's not informed. That's the thing. Again, there is a reason why we listen to epidemiologists, historians, people who dedicate their life to this type of work. When you are talking about history, that is a lifelong pursuit. How dare you think you can watch 10 YouTube videos and you think you know as much as someone who's dedicated their life to it, who's been involved in deep, rigorous academic study, right? And again, who have crafted works of academic scholarship. See, some of these words may be going over some of you's heads in the audience. When I say deep academic rigor and study, again, you can't just go out and say, I think all black people come from this place. Okay. Based on what? What is your evidence? It can't just be, I told you so. No, 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 no. That's not how that works, my friends. What is your piece of academic scholarship that you have been peer reviewed? That's been all the different levels of checks and balances you have to go through to create and produce works that are deemed as factual. What have you done? Kyrie ain't do none of that. Come on now. This is this is the same guy who's out here talking about COVID and like it's anti-vax promoting people like Alex Jones. And it's like, look, man, I don't care that Alex Jones, like 
anyone promoting anything remotely closely associated to Alex Jones. I mean, I'm already off on you, okay? This is not an individual who, again, who has done any of the things I mentioned about deep academic rigor, produce works of academic scholarship. I don't care that he wrote a book called The New World Order. Anybody can write a book. Anyone can literally write a book. Yeah. Anybody. It's a difference when that book is, again, commissioned and is a work that is peer reviewed, that is yeah. considered a work of academic scholarship. That is a different thing. There's a reason why there's no accredited universities or anybody out there that's like, oh yeah, Alex Jones's New World Order. That's something you're gonna you're gonna read in your in your intro to whatever class. Nah. And I don't, you know, and all you people who are conspiracy theory nuts, that's because their American ed the education system's corrupt. Look, man, again, you're just talking. Give me facts. And again, I don't want to see links to YouTube. I want you to do your own scholarly, rigorous research and show me point by point what you are talking about with verified texts. And this is what we're, what Carrie is being pushed on to explain. And the reason he bucks back is because he has nothing to say because he doesn't know, right? And two, mm -hmm. he does not want to be held accountable for these things. And if you are going to step up there and say, I have a platform and a voice and I want to be the voice of the voices and this, that, and the third, okay, my guy. We get to hold you accountable now. That's them's, them's the rules, my friend. Perfectly said, per usual, Gerard. You have such a unique, amazing insight into things, especially when it comes to stuff like this. And, you know, again, like just watching, like it was it was quite difficult to watch. What was it? I think it was a full five minutes, six minutes. Yeah, He's going it was, off. It was wild, And I'm man. just talking about his attitude. Like – just couldn't be bothered, was so smug, just like back I mean, in his chair, body Jenna, language. You, you know when like you're in an argument with someone or you see an argument and one person's arguing facts and the other person can't dispel the facts? What do they often resort to? Childish behavior and name calling it, right? Because they have nothing to say, right? Because, sure. they, because they can't combat, right? So when Nick continued to push Kyrie, which was Nick's his, his right as a journalist in that moment, Kyrie's like, I'm not answering your question, bro. You just want to make it. He's just being a child. I'm like, the reason you're doing no, you're that right. is because you're a child. You have nothing to say. You have no substance to back up. Because again, you are not, you are not educated in this area the way you think you are. All right? Your hypothesis, first of all, it's not even a hypothesis because you just took it from some, somebody else. But this point that you're arguing you have no basis to back it up, and it will not stand against questioning. First of all, Nick isn't even doing serious academic rigor-type questioning. He's asking basic questions, and Kyrie can't even handle that. Could he you wasn't imagine? even asking. Yeah, he wasn't even asking him about it. He was just like, why did you do that? Could you imagine if you had a historian in there who was like, okay, Kyrie, let's talk? Nothing. Yeah. He'd have nothing. Nothing. And this is, the, this is the problem. And the dangerous part about all this, Jenna— is that we are in a world and an environment where and uh, hate crimes are on the rise. Oh, and yeah. There, and there are people out there who already feel some type of way about various groups, whether they be Jewish, whether they be Asian, whether they be black, whatever the thing is. And all they need is for someone to say something or promote something that they trust and believe in. Yeah, that's right. And it sets them off. And that is why what Kyrie is doing is dangerous. 
Yep, 1,000%, you know, and it's that influence. I mean, geez, he's a superstar. So, again, we don't need to elaborate on that. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, just go check the numbers. And I mean on Instagram alone, which is what, where he posted? No, Twitter. Twitter. I think it's 4.6 million on Twitter. Probably has Twitter. more on Instagram. But the point I mean, now is, again. Everyone's probably seen it at this point. It's, it's dangerous. It's just dangerous, yeah. dangerous stuff, man. Dangerous stuff. Really interesting, too, that, um, you know, certain other cases have been brought up and they've been people have been fined for similar things. And it was the guys on uh, NBA and TNT that pointed out no fine, nothing. Who knows? So we'll the, see the, what happens. The, the, league, the league missed an opportunity, you know, and the Nets, Jenna, the Nets are hiding him. Yeah, he has not spoken to the media since Saturday. He didn't speak at the game on after the game on Sunday. And Superstars are, all, are, all, are always made available, right? Did yeah. not speak on Sunday. Did not speak on Monday. I'm sorry, Monday and Tuesday. Did not speak Monday. Did not speak Tuesday. Whatever the, the backs, Sunday and Monday, the back-to-backs. Didn't, didn't speak Sunday or Monday. And, and comes out, he had a terrible game. He, he had a bad game Monday night, uh, or Tuesday night, excuse me. Um, yeah, sorry. They play back to like Monday and Tuesday. My days are all yeah. are all are all backwards. Monday and Tuesday. Um, he did not speak to the media Monday. Did not speak Tuesday. I'll be curious. The Nets have practiced on Thursday. I'll be curious to see if he speaks on Thursday. Um, Sean Mark said, "You know, we're gonna let uh, Kyrie cool down a bit." They're basically saying we can't trust him to be in front of media right now. Right. This is a problem. And again, I want to be clear about something. Nick was not badgering him. No, he was, he was asking for explanation and clarification, but Jenna, he couldn't give it. That's why he resorted to that type of childish behavior because he had nothing. That's what, and when you're backed into a corner, that's what you do when you have nothing to stand on. And that's his thing. He had nothing to stand on. No, nothing. And you know, you said this is a problem. Uh, yeah, it, it's a huge problem because it's, it, if not, well, the culture and, uh, Brooklyn is already tainted. It's already demolished at this point. Like at this point, what do you even do? Um, But what does this do for culture in uh, Brooklyn? And I say that because we've talked about this, whether it was on the last season or even the season prior. And we still mention it from time to time. That culture that they built there was so special building up these guys, Jared Allen, Joe Harris, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. And then you trade them away for certain players that these superstars you bring in want. And now look at here you are. Yeah. Um, so shout out to uh, the Hall of Fame legend, David Aldridge, uh, who wrote a piece uh, for The Athletic about this. And I'm, I'm reading David's piece. During media day in September, I asked Marks, Sean Marks, who's been around a lot of great organizations during his playing and executive careers, if what he's learned in those stops along his journey was transferable to Brooklyn. And now this is Sean Marks responding. It's got to be honest and true to what we're trying to do here in our culture. I can't make this the heat culture. I don't want to make this the Spurs culture. I have the utmost respect for them, but this is Brooklyn, and we've got to do true, do it true to us. And now this is David Aldridge writing. So if you were to define Nets culture, what would that be exactly? Yeah. What exactly is Nets culture? And Sean loves to say culture is always evolving. Culture is always evolving. You threw your culture away the minute Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving came to this team. And we've gone through chapter and verse all the reasons you did that, and, and you threw it away. You had a coach in Kenny Atkinson who was going to hold them accountable. They didn't want that. Kenny, gone. Because Kenny had the nerve to play Jared Allen over DeAndre Jordan. Jared Allen, by the way, who's an all-star. Hmm. Yep. What's one of the Nets' biggest problems? Rebounding and size in the interior. What does Jared Allen do? 
defense, rebounding, size, and the interior. Hmm. DeAndre Jordan was virtually unplayable. <laughs> I mean, like, right? But because that's your boy, we got to do whatever they want. Okay, cool. You wanted to trade away all the team's draft capital and young talent to get James Harden, who, by the way, is no longer on this team. Yeah. Cool. So glad that worked out. I mean, again, at every turn, and it's just, you know, this is the problem. And it is, it's unfortunate, Jenna, because it, it, it you know, it's time for a redo in Brooklyn. This is, this is where they have to go. It, it, it is, they have to, Josiah and Sean Marks, and I get it, Josiah's a billionaire. And one thing billionaires don't like to do, they don't like sunk costs, right? That's why they're <laughs> billionaires. That, that's why they have the money they do. They don't walk away from bets and they don't like to just throw away money. But yo, man, it's over. Like, light this thing on fire. Literally send Kyrie away. Uh, yo, you got you to gotta eat that. The salary for the rest of the year, just eat it and keep him away from your organization. He is no longer part of the Nets. See ya. Teams want to claim him off, wave him, do whatever. I don't care. Trade Kevin Durant and get some draft capital back. Trade Joe Harris, get some draft capital back. See if you can resuscitate Ben Simmons, at least so he's, because right now, Ben Simmons is untradeable. Get Simmons up to a level where you can get something back of value, more draft picks, and start the rebuild. Amen to that, because at this point, and you know what, again, not that it's Kevin Durant's responsibility to speak up um, for Kyrie in a large capacity, because, I mean, he's his own person, you know, but like, Kevin Durant. Um, What's going the, on? What's, how, la- what's, doing, what's your boy doing? The last few years of your career are going to have a stain on them. Yeah. And there's no two ways around it. And the stain is you're wasting still MVP level slash all NBA level production. You are still producing at that level. You are still when healthy, arguably the best player on planet Earth. And you're wasting those time, those years partnered with a player who is just notoriously unreliable. And Jenna, look, people are like, oh, but you're right, he's coming to work and he's balling now. Okay. But he can't keep himself out of drama. What did, I, what did we say, Jenna? It's always something with this man. Yeah. Two years ago, before the vaccine and that stuff. Homie just went on a two-week absence because he needed PTO. Just disappeared for two weeks. The team lied and said, oh, we know. And it turns out they didn't know. He literally went AWOL for two weeks. Unreliable. Last year, we know about the whole, I'm not taking the vaccine thing. Unreliable. This year, we figured, oh, contract year, as you said. He'll be on his best behavior. No problem. We are six games. Well, now we're eight. Eight games into the season. And he's already doing like, – already a distraction and i don't care what the next players say oh no in the locker room it's just about ball no no no. i don't care that's what y'all say you know why i know that's bullshit because when you come into that press conference or when you're locker room after the game guess what we're gonna ask you about it and i know that annoys you so don't i don't want to hear about oh well we don't really care about that it's just y'all no 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 no. it affects y'all too because we're going to continue to ask about it why because that's y'all mans that put that stuff out there in these streets, right? That's him. So, yeah, y'all got to answer for him because he don't answer. So we're going to ask you about it because ultimately he can't just make this about ball. Come no. to work and do your job. 
He can't even do that without causing drama. Nah, they got a big problem. So it's going to be interesting the next uh, couple days here, a couple weeks, who knows, um, seeing what coaching move they make. But I mean, at this point. I mean, it looks like you took this coming in, which I mean, he this team is devoid <laughs> of defensive talent. So unless Yudoka's got magic ingredients that he's going to make Seth Curry, Patty Mills, Edmund, Edmund Sumner, right? Kyrie Irving, all these short guys, unless he's going to make them grow six, seven inches. I, I don't know what he's going to do. You ain't, they got, they're devoid of defensive talent. And we're talking about who is to blame for the disaster in Brooklyn. As always, Jenna, in the blame pie, there's blame to go around for everybody. Josiah and Sean Marks get blamed. For letting these guys come in here and run ruckshot over the organization. Kevin Durant gets blamed for not being a leader. I get it, Kevin. You just want to come to work and ball. But my guy, when you are the best player in the world and one of the 10 to 12 greatest players of all time, I'm sorry. More comes with that. you got to be a leader. You've got to hold your boy, Kyrie, your friend accountable. Hey, man, this shit you're doing? It ain't flying. We trying to play basketball and win games. I don't want to come in here every day and answer bullshit about this. And if you don't want to do that, you're my boy and all, but you got to go. Okay? Because we're not having this. I want to come to an environment where I can play ball and Kevin has the power to do that. He's not doing it. Kyrie gets a ton of blame. Once again, we already went through his litany of things. Disappearing from the team, an unreliable coworker, constantly causing drama, not listening to coaches, all the... There's plenty of blame to go around. As I said, blow it up in Brooklyn. That's it. That's all she wrote. All right. Uh, before we let you guys go, we're going to just let you know uh, some teams that have surprised us so mm-hmm. far. Again, early in the season, but they make me just so happy to see them succeeding. <laughs> and it also doesn't help that all the good teams are just really going through some <laughs> shit right now. So, hey, here all we right, are. All right. So, who, who, who's your first them. team? Who's your first team, Jenna? That's My first you. team is um oh which one should i go with first let's talk um the trailblazers oh yeah yeah <laughs> the trailblazers good justice winslow's balling um you got hart there doing his thing and their defense is pretty solid i mean what are they like five and one right now mm-hmm. five and one yes i yes. mean they're they're up there and hey probably won't last long if they're gonna be ranked <laughs> next to the Suns. so let's go let's enjoy this I maybe like dame wasn't wrong i like it well, I'm going to go with the team that's going to surprise you. That surprised me. The Phoenix Suns. And here's why. Because, Jenna, I thought with that whole DeAndre Ayton thing with Monty, I was like, this is going to be ugly and a disaster. I What's going on in Brooklyn? Not to this degree. Was what I thought was going to happen with Phoenix. I was like, Ayton ain't happy to be there. Him and Monty haven't had no conversation. Like I was like, this is going to be a disaster. But ho-hum, here they are. Six and one, doing their thing. Looking like a wrecking machine. Now, they're going to be judged on what they do in the postseason, but hey, they're, they're, they're quieting some doubters right now. So, Phoenix Suns. All right, who's your other team? Oh, my other team, which actually I did say this out loud um, a couple days ago. Mm. Are the Raptors good? <laughs> Are they good? Yeah. Like, for some oh, reason, good. they always, you know, they always perform above what I'm expecting. Like, I really thought they were just going to kind of like, not tank, but like be real... Hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Pascal Siakam's still doing his thing. I mean, they got quite a few injuries at this point early in this uh, early in the game here. But I mean, I'm down Raptors with the Raptors. Plus, like, I just love like the organization, how they run that. Well, I mean, the, the, the opposite of Brooklyn. 
Uh, oh, by the way, I, I wanted to play this this thing, but I, I had forgotten. So, like, when you started with the whole thing with Brooklyn, I wanted to play this Biz Lombardi clip from, like, a million years ago. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's, like, when you're when the Brooklyn, that's what it is, right? Like, and, of course, for those who don't know, that is legendary, uh, the late uh, Green Bay Packers head coach, Vince Lombardi, who Super Bowl trophy is named after. And it's the classic NFL gif where he's on the sideline and the team is clearly not playing well. He literally just yelling, what the hell is going on out here? <laughs> For like, real, though. Like that's I think people in Brooklyn are just walking around the street saying that. What the hell is going on out here? Right. But anyway. All right. My second team, uh, the Clippers. Um, I'm a little surprised. I mean, look, it's early. I'm not like panicking or anything, but they're under 500 now. Part of the reason why I'm surprised is because. Kawhi Leonard hasn't played like in like five games. And this is worrisome. This isn't injury or load management. Like, cause that would be, all right, we're not playing back to backs. I mean, Jenna, he hasn't played in over a week. And yeah. Well, what's the deal? Well, what the deal is, is that that knee issue is obviously chronic. And it seems as though NBA basketball shock does not help chronic injuries. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah. And Jenna, if he can't, and it's not even about like 82 games. That's obviously not happening. But if he can't play any kind of consistent basketball, like in terms of just in the lineup, this team can't win. And a lot no. of a lot and a lot of people predicted them to come out of the West this year. They'll still be a good team. I think Paul George is struggling a little bit shooting, but he'll he'll come back to form. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they'll be a playoff team. But if they want to be a contender, they need a consistently in the lineup Kawhi. And right now, I don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah, no, they're not winning without him. So, I mean, knock him out of the mix, then I'm knocking them out of the mix for, you know, yeah, who's going to take it. I mean, again, sure. early prediction. So, yeah, yeah, we shall see. But, y'all, that's all we got time for. Stick with us. We are having some fun, exciting changes going on. You'll notice them as we roll out more episodes here. But we're also getting busy. Drod's in the locker room. So, y'all know we got involved mm -hmm. with the times. Drod, where can they find us? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that jazz. At 7 Pod on Twitter. At 7 Podcast on Instagram. At JS Hector. At Jenna Lemoncelli. And until next time, everybody, peace.